CM, CM. Nawailing Nostalgia. Yay, podcast! Good morning, Native America! <laughs> Young and Indigenous here. My name is Isabella James, and I'm here with Connor. Take it, Bay. All right, I'm Bay. <laughs> Just kidding. My name's Michelle Pulaski, and I am from the Lemmy Nation. Yay Podcast stands for Young and Indigenous, and that's who we are. We are doing this for our community members. We are trying to build bridges by bringing people together to share their concerns, stories, love, ideas, and more. But it is also for those people who are outside of our community who would like to learn more about us as Indigenous people from our podcast episodes. CM Eliza Sinisnat Chuklamisen, Gary Julius Tinaman, Tashina Jackson Sinatan, Nochchisa Makwalia Kunasinat Tacho, Nasleet Kunasqual Akakuina Squal, Outsin Kachich Klamichasin Iutatasin Kunasquanauch. Hello everybody, my name is Eliza Julius. I'm from the Lummi Reservation. My father is Gary Julius and my mother is Tashina Jackson. I'd like to thank you all for being here and listening today. I do not know the Lummi language. I am still learning how to speak and pronounce it. Now, CM K Klamwisa Wat Senesnat Chek Klamisen. Hello, everyone. My name is Kyla Pulaski. My Indian name is K Klamwisa Wat, and I am from the Lummi Nation. Now, CM Michelle Senesnat. Welcome everyone and thank you for listening and on today's podcast episode you will be hearing an interview that we did with Steve and Gwen Point during their annual healing conference in August of 2019. I remember when I was going through law school, I was in my second year and law school is very difficult and my wife, we just had our third child and I was working at the border during the summer trying to make enough money so we could keep on doing what we needed to do and she was in school. All I remember is starting to throw up. I couldn't stop throwing up. And then the blood started coming out. Then my vision started going. I couldn't see anymore. So I ended up at the hospital and I opened my eyes. There's, there's Father Gary sitting there looking at me. <laughs> And he was giving me that blessing that he gives people when you're not gonna make it, right? (laughs) I don't know what's gonna happen. And when I opened my eyes again, my teacher was there, Richard Malloway, the old man that's teaching me the work that we do now. He came in to see me, he was crying. He said, you hang on, he said, "You, you hang on now. Four days they stopped my bleeding. 
Then they let me out of the hospital and they said, you gotta take a rest, you can't go back to work right away. So I was sitting there, Gwen and I went up to Tofino and we camped in a tent, we had a tent and we slept on the beach. She was heavy with my daughter, Teresa. I couldn't sleep that night. I got up in the morning, I started a fire and I had a bag of wieners, you know, the stick and you're gonna warm up a hot dog for breakfast. I was sitting there and this, this young man came out of the bush. He had blonde hair. He looked about 20 years old and he sat down next to me. He said, do you have another wiener? And I said, sure. I got him a wiener and I got him a stick and he started cooking the wiener beside me. I don't know who he is. And he, <laughs> he said, you know, God loves you. And I thought, oh my God, we got an evangelist here. <laughs> I looked at him and he didn't say anything. He says, you should go back to church. <laughs> well, I didn't know what to say. I just sat there. Then he got up and he left. He walked into that bush again. I never seen where he went to. He just left. Anyway, I went back to law school. I was sitting there with my brother Bernard. And I said, well, I'm going to go wash my hands. And I went up to the bathroom. And I, I was the only one in there washing my hands. And that young man came in the door again, blonde hair. He said, you know that God loves you? <laughs> he says, you should go back to church. We don't use the heal word. <laughs> we use the prayer word. We just say that we pray with you, right? It's the creator that does all this healing. that we do um, in the community tells us that there's a lot of families, there's a lot of individuals who are in distress. They've been traumatized by something. And I started talking to other people. I found out there's a lot of Aboriginal people going through this anxiety. Largely because they They've been traumatized and they haven't dealt with the trauma. They haven't found a way out of the trauma. It's like kind of getting into a maze and you don't know what's wrong with you. You don't know what you're doing. I had people come up to me and they ask, well, how do you pray? What do we do to pray? I said, there's no magic about prayer. You don't have to memorize a lot of words. You don't have to have certain clothes on, or you don't have to be in a certain building. You only have to have the desire to make a connection to God. I believe that you and I are directed, that you and I are guided every day, that somewhere, somehow, the Great Spirit talks to you, especially in your lowest times especially in the moments when you are suffering the most. I believe that the Creator gives you a message. Maybe it comes from a little child. Maybe it comes from a, a bird. But all too often, because we're in trauma or because we don't believe in these things, we don't pay attention to it. We just ignore it. But I believe that the Creator gives you the message over and over again until you get it.
to speak along the topic of being guided, or so Steve Point said. One thing I've noticed is when I'm feeling really down and have pity for myself and insecure and thinking negative thoughts about myself, it feels as though he has thrown more things my way for me to overcome. And at the time, I didn't notice that I was overcoming those struggles. I just felt sorry for myself as I was overcoming those struggles. And I didn't even notice I was overcoming the trauma, the anxiety. I wasn't overcoming them at the time, I feel. I feel like I was just mostly feeling those things. Looking back now, it makes me stronger. It makes me feel like I have another tool under my belt. Trauma puts you in a position where you're looking up from the ground. It knocks you down. Sometimes people will come along and say, come on, let me give you a hand. And you say, no, I don't need any help. So that person leaves and you're still on the ground suffering. And someone else will come along and say, come with me, we're going to help. No, I don't need any help. I'm all right. I think that the people in my life give me strength. I really learn from them, and I think that they also do the same. They learn from you. So having a healthy support system can keep you happy and grounded. When you're isolating yourself, you feel like those people aren't there. You feel like they're really far away, but they're still there, and you just need to keep them close so that they can help you. But when you're isolating yourself, you may think that you're saving them from the burden. But it's not supposed to be like that. We're all connected, and when you find that good, healthy support system, you help each other, you know, like having good people in your life and good friends, that can really give you strength. It reminds me of that story. I heard it several years ago about the um, man that had got a visitor from the emergency people. And they said, there's a flood coming. You've got to get in the emergency truck. We're leaving now. And he said, no, I'm not going. He says, God's going to save me. Then a boat arrived because the water had gone up so far. And, and the policeman got out and he says, you got to come with us. He was on the second floor of his house. The flood's going to get worse. He says, oh, no, God's going to save me. Then he was right on top of his roof, right? And, and he was standing there holding on to his chimney and, and the wind was blowing and, and a helicopter came and he says, you better come with us now. It's gonna get worse, you're gonna die. And he says, no, God's gonna save me. And just like that, he fell in the water and drowned, see? He gets up to God and says, God, how come you didn't save me? He says, well, I sent you the truck. I sent you the boat. I sent you the helicopter. What do I have to do here? <laughs> Sometimes we let our pride get in our way, right, of getting the help we need. We don't want people to know our secrets, and we stay at home and we suffer. But you know this world that we're living in, the plane that we're in right now? This is the world where suffering happens. Do you know what enlightenment is? It's when you turn to light. They talk about enlightenment being a state of mind, and maybe it is, but I seen it, I witnessed it. A lot of people come up and they say, can you help me? Can you make me better? 
Then they come back the next week, can you help me again? Can you help me now? Then they're back again, can you give me another boost? <laughs> Without realizing that you have the power to heal yourself. Your personal power is all you need. But you know what we do every day? Every day we're giving away our personal power to other people. Sometimes they take it from us, this personal power. They dominate us. And so we begin to shrink and we begin to give them our personal power. And I see people, they come up to me and they say, you know, you know, I'm so tired. I'm tired all the time. I don't have the strength to get up, to, to wash my clothes, to do the dishes. And the doctors say that they're in depression and definitely they are. What a spiritualist will tell you is that they're low on energy. You know, a car doesn't run unless its batteries are turned on, right? And if its batteries die, the car dies as well. That's what energy is. When you're low on energy, your battery, your electricity is simply low. You've given away your personal power. And so you've got to find ways of building up your personal power. Often what we do is we, especially in marriage relationships, after the honeymoon is over, we end up in conflict with our spouse. And what we're doing is we're, we're actually competing with each other for the energy pool that exists in the room. We want to know who's going to be in charge, who's going to be in control, who's going to be the alpha dog. The world is built on, on several major laws. One of them is balance. At some point, that relationship will balance out, sometimes violently. There's a case that comes to mind in Supreme Court of Canada where they talked about the woman who was exonerated. After 20 years of abuse from her husband, she finally defended herself and he ended up dead. The court said that she was defending herself after years of that kind of abuse. What a spiritualist would say is that she just balanced the energy imbalance. She took her personal power back. Often people will talk about the four quadrants, body, mind, spirit, and emotions. What a spiritualist will tell you is that there's actually four quadrants, but the fourth one is not emotions. It's actually energy. The Chinese call it qi. We call it swili. It's energy that binds the other three quadrants together, your body, mind, and spirit. If your energy gets low, you begin to feel dissonance, that is, disconnected, because your body, mind, and spirit begin to get farther and farther apart. You begin to get forgetful. You get absent-minded. Your spirit begins to leave the body. And a lot of the work that Gwen and I have been doing over the last 10 years, the work that of working with spirit is simply reuniting or calling the spirit back to the body. But that's not a solution if the person goes back to the same draining, abusive relationship, or they haven't resolved some of the internal trauma that that's happened to them as children or they start drinking again and doing all the stuff that, that caused the trauma and they just go back to the old lifestyle. What I do know is that your energy also connects you to God, the Creator. Your Creator connection is at the top of your head. 
So one of the places that you can increase your personal power rather than taking it from someone else in conflict is to go and, and, and work your God connection. But your God connection doesn't work so well unless, as Lee Brown said, you begin to get clear about who you are. Michelle, what do you think connects you to your spirituality? When I'm learning my language and speaking it, it really helps me feel some sort of connection and a sense of belonging to my spirituality, almost like I'm finding my identity. And listening to my elders speak and share their knowledge is something that really feels good. Today, my ears are more eager to learn now than when I was a child at, say, like ceremonies or gatherings. I used to just wander off in my mind and not really pay attention to what they were saying. But now today, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm really grateful at the ceremonies. I'm just sitting there with my eyes and ears fully aware and listening. And I'm just really soaking up what they have to teach us and thinking about how grateful I am to be in a community like this where you can feel connected to your ancestors and your culture and it can be in many different ways you know not just one way like when I was younger I really didn't feel connected to my spirituality at all just because I wasn't raised near it so coming back to it when I'm older just feels like a sense of belonging like I've been here the whole time but I'm just figuring out that this is where I belong and these are my people and this is my culture so it really is like being connected to your spirituality is like finding out who you are as a person and then how you fit into your community with everyone else. I relate to it. Um, I, it feels like as we're discovering our culture and our traditions and um, being more aware of our ancestors kind of feels like it feels like we're getting or finding a piece of a puzzle that we've been missing and we didn't even know. I feel connected to the spirit while I'm on my runs. More connected with the earth outside. I just feel the energy from the earth that it is giving me. I love I love it. It pushes me to run even more when I'm running. I think I'm running for my ancestors, ones that never got to come home, some who passed, friends that didn't even make it to 18 for graduation. I cry sometimes when running just because I can feel so much. I feel like it motivates me to do what is right and it makes me think, and I can think they are talking to me. And, Got me all nervous when I'm seeing law enforcement. Even 
even though I know I did nothing But they can take that, yeah, and turn it into something Like, goddamn, I'm just trying to do my thing Love, joy, and happiness is what I'm trying to bring, yeah Over this past year, how do you think your energy level has changed ever since you started becoming more involved with your community and your culture? Over this past year, just by being with Children of the Setting Sun Productions and getting to be more involved in the events that are going on in our community and learning from each event, listening to everyone speak, I feel not alone. I feel like just knowing that these people are here really helps me stay uplifted and happy and before it just felt like there was something missing but now being connected to the culture and learning my language it just feels like it was meant to be like this. Um, I agree with what you said. Right when, right before you said not alone, those, those were the exact words that I was thinking. Uh, you feel like you have your own, you know, like you have your own people, somewhere to belong and somewhere to fit in. And I feel like as I'm learning a little bit more about our culture, I understand that I'm not alone in, in not just being indigenous and having that culture but also in dealing with trauma. Ever since we've been going to ceremonies and learning about our ancestors and our community and our culture, I stop and think about the trauma that I'm going through or have gone through in my life. I'm not alone. Like My ancestors have experienced so much trauma in their life too. And it's, it's been passed down, you know, the strength of each ancestor. You know, I want to represent them well, even, even the ones I haven't met before or the ones that have passed on before I was even born. I want to represent all of my ancestors well. What gives me strength is myself. I worked hard to be here and I'm my biggest motivator. I'm always cheering myself on to be better me every day. Without the strength that I believe I have in myself, I don't think I would have, but I made the choices for it. I have fell off and came back, that gives me strength. I've given up on myself and came back, that gives me strength. I have learned from it and it has taught me things. And to be thankful to live another day. We get to survive every single day. I fought every day because of me to do the right thing that mattered the most, like my family. Also my mate, Keith. I get that strength from them because I know that they believe in me every single day. Yeah, I know it has to get hard. Yeah, really got you pissed off. But you gotta keep your head up even though that you're fed up. Keep your mind strong and never let up. Yeah, I know it has to get hard. They don't have a clue how long the days have been And they don't have a clue how much time is spent Stressing over money and bills Trying to find them deals When we go shopping
the short end of the stick They gave me everything to destroy myself Yeah, they made the kick to control how it lived Damn, they treat me like a puppet So much stress in my mind yeah, But damn, that's a big price to pay And in the long run, I'ma see better days I just gotta be patient and continue what I'm doing Cause there's a lot more that I could be losing So I keep it in my mind that I gotta keep my head up Don't let the devil win, never give up, uh You and I don't need to necessarily go and find a medicine man every time something's wrong. You can use your personal power to heal yourself. Through prayer, through going to the mountains and taking a cold bath. To change your negative energy into positive energy and you begin to take your power back by the process of giving. And right now in the world, the imbalance between negative energy and positive energy is getting worse. We're seeing a lot more random acts of violence. We are all one body. It doesn't matter what race you come from. All of you make up only one person. The millions of people that are in the world were only one person. Something I wanted to point out was when Steve Point said, do something nice for someone else. And that really stuck with me because I think I feel my best when I'm making other people feel good. I love giving out compliments. I love lending out a hand. I love making people's days. And I think that's what keeps me going because I like receiving that kind of kindness from other people. It makes me feel good. It makes my day when someone just says, nice shoes. I just really think that receiving and putting out kindness into the world can go a long ways. Over the next few days, I hope that you're going to be energized. I hope that you get some guidance as well for your life. I hope you get some questions that you might have in your mind answered. And I hope that you get a chance to see and visit one of the healers. But if all it is for you is just to be here in this beautiful environment with the trees and the water, this is great. This is great medicine for you. It's great medicine for me. And I really, really thank all of you for coming. Those that have traveled a great distance. I wanted to have this healing conference because Mary Uslick asked me to carry it on. And I didn't listen at first, right? <laughs> I carried on with my own life. And then one night I had that dream. All the medicine people were in my backyard, camped in little tents. Take slowlum. Tlu tihim alaka. Slowlum. Lachend tismistimus. And they came out of their tents they were staring at me and I was up in my window. And I knew that I had to start moving on my commitment to the healing conference. It seemed like the words gone out a little bit. That's good. I can only hope that you can help me spread the word for self-healing. Okay? Thank you very much. Thank you. 
I don't think we heal from things. We learn how to cope with it and move on in life. But that thing is just in the back of your mind no matter what because you're traumatized from it and it's always going to be with you. I think things will get better if you decide them to get better. You can either stay in the situation you're in or change it. But the healing process, the way to cope with things and the world, you just have to be real connected to feel the earth. You will feel everything no matter what. Like after listening to his words and everything, I feel like I can really reflect on how I deal with my emotions. And I think I do that by recognizing what my feelings are and why I feel them. Like what made me feel this way? And then choosing how to react. I know that I can only control certain things and the things that you can't control, you can't hang on to because it'll just pull you down and make you feel some sort of way. There are things that can happen any day, like every day things happen and you can't control those things, but just trying to be positive and looking for those good moments because there are good moments and I know there are bad moments too, but you cannot dwell on those bad moments because that's just continuing on that negativity. Like if things happen throughout your day and you say, oh, that really ruined my day, then that is you letting it ruin your day. But you have the power to not be affected by certain things and to say, no, I'm going to have a good day today. I think personally, I like those moments. I like looking for the good times because when they're there, or sometimes you might not even notice, like you notice the next day, oh, yesterday was actually a really good day. That's good. Like acknowledging the good moments, I feel like is what can help you. It can help you see and be grateful for those moments because even if they don't happen a lot, you know that they can happen. When you said that, it reminded me of intergenerational trauma and how it's been passed down for generations over hundreds of years. And I think at this point with my past traumas and becoming the future leaders of our community, I really want to break that cycle of intergenerational trauma. And I think that's what we're here trying to do with Young and Indigenous podcast is share our experiences and inspire other youth to reach out, talk to your school counselors, talk to your family, talk to whoever it is that is your support system and try to heal from your own trauma events. And I think we're also trying to inspire youth to take the opportunities they have to learn the language and be involved in community and culture because that's something that we missed out on and we're now trying to learn all of that and it's really warms our hearts. I think we're all just having a great time and what I want to do is I just want to tell the youth that if you have the opportunity in high school to learn the language, take that opportunity. You won't regret it. Got you pissed off But you gotta keep your head up Even though that you're fed up Keep your mind
to close out today's episode, we'd like to end with a word of the day from the Lummi language. Today's word of the day is shalangin, and that means way of life. Young and Indigenous podcast is produced by Michelle Pulaski, Eliza Julius, Isabella James, Kyla Pulaski, Ellie Smith, Daryl Hilaire, and John Carroll. Young and Indigenous is a part of Children of the Setting Sun Productions. Intro song by Adam Lawrence, Keith Jefferson, and Mark Nichols. A special haishka to Steve Point, Gwen Point, and everyone at the Healing Conference located at the Stalo Nation. Original music produced by the Young and Indigenous podcast team, Mark Nichols and Julie Lewis. Additional song and music by Jean Harry, Gary Julius, Tanya Teton, and Jonah Ballou. A special thank you to Lil Jim for the use of his song, Keep Your Head Up. Check out more of his music on Spotify. Music production by Mark Nichols. We'd like to say a special thanks to Shirley, Bob, and Denise and Happy Solomon for their shared songs. Logo and branding done by Bo Garo. Thank you for additional help and support by our other team members, Natasha Frey and Hilary Katie. We would like to thank the Flactimish Foundation, Potlatch Foundation, and the First Nations Development Institute. To keep updated with upcoming podcasts and events, follow us on Facebook at Young and Indigenous. Thank you for listening.